I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. For a sick kid might not be an emergency room. I'm Christy King. No need to be a citizen to vote in D.C. under a bill passed by the council. I'm Kate Ryan. Four dead in a Prince William County home. Now another man who lived there charged in the killings. I'm Neil Augenstein. Good Wednesday morning. It's 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Snow has already fallen in the Midwest. Here in Chicago, we've experienced the first snow flurries of the season, but over a foot of snow has fallen over parts of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. They've already seen thick snowflakes in Warsaw, Indiana, where Meredith Miller lives. I was hoping it would hold off until closer, like Thanksgiving, but hey, you know, I, we've seen snow on Halloween before. Many Americans are under freeze and frost advisories from the Rockies to the Northeast. Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News, Chicago. President Biden is expected to announce on Wednesday a plan to draw more oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy has that. The expected move would be in keeping with what the president said he would do six months ago, essentially completing a 180 million barrel drawdown from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which he announced in March. Republican critics say Mr. Biden has taken America's oil stockpile, meant for emergencies, down to historic lows. A jury in California has found Paul Flores guilty of murdering classmate Kristen Smart in 1996. His father was cleared by a separate jury on charges of concealing the crime. Kristen Smart's father, Stan, spoke to reporters after both verdicts were announced. After 26 years with today's split verdicts, we learned that our quest for justice for Kristen will continue. Flores faces 25 years to life in prison. Police have searched 18 locations for Kristen Smart's body, but it has never been found. Russia is attacking infrastructure in Ukraine, says CBS's Skylar Henry. Russia is targeting power and water supplies just ahead of Ukraine's brutal winter weather. Local officials say Russian missiles hit two power plants in Kyiv, killing at least two people. More than 50,000 residents lost electricity. The nation's central bank will soon release its summary of economic conditions. Your CBS News business analyst, Jill Schlesinger. The Federal Reserve accumulates all of this information in order to create economic policy. So we are likely to hear from the regional banks what everyone pretty much knows. That is that economic activity is starting to soften as the Fed has been raising interest rates and that inflation remains high. A fire in the parking lot of a pumpkin patch has destroyed 73 vehicles. USA Today reports firefighters think the fire at the Robinson family farm in Temple, Texas on Saturday may have been started by a discarded cigarette thrown into the dry grass. Non-citizen residents of the nation's capital may soon be able to vote in local elections. The 13-member D.C. City Council voted 12 in favor, one absent to give green card holders and those in the country without permission the right to cast ballots. This is CBS News. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, cars for kids. Donate your car today at carsforkids.org. Your car, running or not, can be picked up as soon as the next day. No title, no problem. Call 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS or go online at carsforkids.org to donate today. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. WTOP at 203. 
Wednesday morning, welcome to the middle of the week, October 19th, 2022. Clear and calm overnight early morning. Scattered frost by daybreak lows in the 20s and 30s. Parts of the area 40 in our nation's capital now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. We do indeed thank you for taking us along through your early Wednesday morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we ride into this day together. We begin here at WTOP this morning with new developments regarding the future of Dan Snyder with the Washington Commanders. Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay has taken the harshest stance yet this week against Snyder. Speaking with reporters at Tuesday's NFL owners meeting this week, Ursay says that he believes there is merit to removing Snyder as the owner of the commander. You know, I think it's something that has to be given serious consideration. Ursay says that he thinks there could potentially be 24 votes to remove Snyder. That's the magic number of owners who would have to agree to kick an owner out of the NFL entirely. The owners met in New York, as we said, Tuesday with Tanya Snyder, Dan Snyder's wife representing the commander's organization. A commander's spokesperson says Ursay's comments were highly inappropriate and based on falsehoods. In the meantime, lawyers representing more than 40 former Washington commander's employees are threatening to sue the NFL. This coming after reports that their clients' participation in an investigation into allegations of toxic work environment may have been used against them by the team and its owner, Dan Snyder. D.C. attorneys Lisa Banks and Deborah Katz claim after participating in the report done by Beth Wilkinson, many of their clients faced harassment, retaliation, and even public disparagement. This after they were promised their identities would not be disclosed if they took part. The letter to the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, comes after an ESPN article claimed that lawyers for the commanders used the report to come up with an enemies list if true banks and cats call the acts morally reprehensible. The two are asking for a meeting with Goodell and also for the report to be released since they claim the main reason they were told it wasn't was to protect the identity of witnesses. In response to all this, a commander spokesperson says neither the team or Dan Snyder was ever advised by the NFL, Wilkinson, or anyone else about the progress of the investigation or who had been interviewed in connection with it, either during the investigation or afterwards. Also, Snyder, in a letter to other team owners, says the ESPN report contains false and malicious statements and that ESPN ignored the team's efforts to correct falsehoods. He also says the allegations that he hired lawyers and private investigators to look into other team owners and Goodell is patently false and intended to erode the trust and goodwill between owners, something he wrote he takes quite seriously. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Now, WTOP has reached out this week to the NFL for comment. Thus far, no response. WTOP at 206. In other news, Wednesday morning, Children's National Hospital is near capacity with emergency department visits and admissions mostly from respiratory ailments right now. And it is now warning families this morning with less than urgent needs to expect delays. In most cases, your first move should not be to drive to the emergency department. Dr. Sarah Ash Coombs with Children's National Hospital says a child struggling to breathe breathe needs emergency care. Otherwise, you have options. Every pediatrician should have an after-hours call line. There might be a nurse staffed to respond. They will be able to get back to you and give you some over-the-phone triage advice. What might be the case is that you need that, say, a next-day appointment with your pediatrician. There also are urgent care centers. Christy King, WTOP News. WTOP at 207, an update on traffic and weather coming right up on WTOP. The Invasion of Ukraine. Updates and analysis, 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Stay with WTOP for the very latest in just moments. Hey, ladies, ready to order appetizers? Hmm, I don't think I should. I'm trying to cut back on spending lately. Didn't you download that Upside app I told you about? The one that gets you cash back. Huh? No, I didn't. 
Is it really worth it? Yes, because of cashback from Upside, I haven't had to cut back, even with prices getting extremely high lately. Wow, and what do you get cashback on again? You get money back on gas, groceries, and it works at restaurants. Look, I get 37% cashback on this meal, including on drinks and apps. All right, I'm sold. You order the apps, I'm buying and getting the cashback on Upside. Oh no, I've created a monster. Download the free Upside app and use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code APPS for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Remember, use promo code APPS for an extra $10 on your first purchase. Don't cut back. Get cash back with the free app from Upside. WTOP at 208. Good morning. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Driving and weather on the gates and when it breaks. Good Wednesday morning to return in the WTOP Traffic Center. Right, well, we've had some pretty significant delays uh, this morning. Our, the work zone's on 95 in Virginia. Northbound, as you approach Route 1, Spotsylvania exit 126, uh, beginning right around mile marker 124 and up to mile marker 125, where they've been working on the Route uh, US 17 bridge. Again, you've been getting by single file when they haven't been stopping traffic. It actually looks like they may be picking up that work zone because suddenly there's very little delay there. So that's good news for early morning commuters headed toward Fredericksburg. But again, if you're headed north of Fredericksburg, uh, the work between Centerport Parkway and Route 630, Stafford near mile marker 138, looks like they may have stopped traffic again because the delay almost extends back before Centerport Parkway. Uh, so again, just be aware you can uh, jump off at US 17 exit 133, take Route 1 up to Courthouse Road. Rejoin 95, you get on beyond the work zone and any associated delay. That's actually been working pretty well for most folks. Beyond that, nothing else in your way as you head north toward the Capitol Beltway. Uh, no issues in your way on 395 North as you make the trip from the Beltway to and across the 14th Street Bridge. You do have the option of using the express lanes on both 95 and 395 as well. Southbound 395 near Duke Street, the work zone remains in a single right lane, but you get by without delay. Remnants of the extinguished vehicle fire, the cleanup operation in uh, Markham eastbound just after exit 18. Still getting by that. Single file to left, but the good news is you get by without delay. Can't find the new car you're looking for? Drive Fitzway used car next to a new car. A Fitzway car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com for a good car and a safe car you can trust. That's the Fitzway. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 track in the cold, and it is a very cold start to our Wednesday. Temperatures dropping into the low to mid-30s by the time you step out the front door, and you might need the ice scraper. Frost advisories are in effect across the D.C. metro area and points to the south, to the west, and through parts of northern Virginia and other areas uh, to the west. We're looking at freeze warnings, so... Yeah, some cold numbers for sure. High temperatures in the afternoon, rebounding a little, upper or rather low to mid-50s. That's it. Thursday, another very cold start, high near 60. Friday, high of 64. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. 37 in Rockville, as well in Ashburn, 36 a degree cooler district heights. We have dropped a few degrees now. We're down to 34 in our nation's capital. 2 a.m. hour, Wednesday morning, midweek, October 19th. Welcome in. Glad you're with us here at WTLP. This latest check brought to you by Longfence. Save 15% on Longfence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. This is WTOP News. WTOP at 211. Glad you're with us this early morning. To the sports world, bombshell news this week regarding the future of owner Dan Snyder with the Washington Commanders. Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay has taken the harshest stance yet this week against Snyder. Speaking this week at the NFL owners meeting, Ursay says he believes there is a case to be made to kick Snyder out of the league. From 
the things that I've heard, um, I want to hold my final um, opinion. You know, it's a difficult situation. Um, you know, I believe that there's merit to remove him as owner. Percy says he thinks that there could potentially be 24 votes available to remove Snyder, the magic number of owners who would have to agree. A team spokesman says it is highly inappropriate but not surprising that Mr. Ursay opted to make statements based on falsehoods in the media. The latest development, meantime, comes as Dan Snyder faces two separate investigations by the NFL and one congressional inquiry. This morning, the Associated Press sports writer Steve Wino, who was at Tuesday's meeting where Ursay spoke with his tech. This was a shocker to everybody because we all figured that Roger Goodell would have his owners in line and basically tell them, don't say anything about this. Wait until after Mary Jo White's investigation and then kind of render judgment on this. And Jim Ursay, the one owner who was really willing to go out there and say what I think a lot of owners are thinking, that the ESPN report and certainly what we've known from the congressional investigation, the Beth Wilkinson investigation, and now Mary Jo White's ongoing investigation, that there's a lot of concerns for owners, and, and whether it's the, the sexual harassment and toxic workplace, or even some of the financial ramifications that Mary Jo White is looking into. But you have to believe more owners than just Jim Ursay is con are concerned about the insider owning Washington Granders. Ursay has been open about struggles with substance abuse and mental illness. It's now a big theme of his team's philanthropic work to get people who are struggling to reach out for help. I want I wonder if in 2022 we've gotten to the point where Ursay's past will not get dragged into this. Yeah, and that's what is amazing is after that ESPN report about Snyder having enough dirt, as the, as ESPN reported, to kind of at least make owners question or Roger Goodell question whether they would want to go after him, Jim Ursay's had his out in the public eye and had addressed some of his problems. And that honestly makes this even more newsworthy than one of the other owners out there who might be someone you would say, does have kind of unwritten scandals or uncovered scandals. Jim Irsay is a guy who it's been well documented, just like Jerry Jones, just like Robert Kraft, of having problems out there. And if nothing else, that may open him up to being more critical of Dan Snyder than others. As long as the owners remain silent, and I'm slightly repeating what you've been telling us, as long as the owners remain silent and it was just, you know, quotes to the media without a name attached, it was one thing. Do you think that Irsay has kind of broken open the dam here? I think so, at least in, in giving us idea of what these guys are thinking. And, and, and I did get the indication, my colleague Rob Motti, who was here with me, that, that there are other owners who do feel like they would vote in favor of getting rid of Dan Snyder at this point. And, and over the past few months, even as the congressional investigation has been simmering, I really didn't think there were anywhere close to 24 votes. And Jim Irsay saying he did think there was a possibility of 24 votes. We're still not there yet. So I still don't think we're to the point where a lot of other owners are going to publicly speak out against Dan Snyder because this is not really their, their guy's kind of M.O. to do that. But once this investigation is over, which could be as soon as this week or next week, there could be a huge rush to judgment either in favor of Daniel Snyder or, or, or the other way around. And, and depending on what the information is dug up by Mary Jo White, in addition to everything we know from Beth Wilkinson and Congress. A final thought about, you know, a lot of people follow the NFL schedule for their team, not so much the front office schedule. Would we have to wait for a winter meeting for a vote to be taken? It does seem like December would be the next time for a meeting. It's not that much longer. Another December meeting in New York. But the NFL owners do have the ability at any point to call a meeting together if they need to vote on something. And, and, and certainly if we have the results of an investigation sooner than later, that could be happening later this fall. From the AP, the Associated Press, that sports writer, Steve Wino, talking with our Dimitri Sotis. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. 
Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Speaking of which, uh, 215 Sports Time and Rob this morning. The words Washington Commanders fans have long waited to hear were spoken at the NFL owners meetings Tuesday. I believe that there's merit to remove him as owner. Jim Irsay said that a fellow NFL owner, Dan Snyder, and that he believes there will be a necessary three-quarters majority approval to make such an unprecedented move. Snyder shot back shortly after, saying in a statement that Irsay's remarks were highly inappropriate, and Commissioner Roger Goodell said he wasn't surprised by Irsay's remarks, adding... Speculation without facts is not a very positive thing to do. I think everyone deserves to have facts and to make sure those decisions are made with facts and the membership will have that opportunity. On the field, the commanders prepared to host the Green Bay Packers with Taylor Heineke starting a quarterback for the injured Carson Wentz as confirmed by Ron Rivera. Maryland got better news on their quarterback as Talia Tungavailoa's knee injury last week was a re-aggravation and he'll be a game-time decision to play against Northwestern Saturday, Coach Mike Loxley. A huge sense of relief. The way it played out, it looked like very painful. We're very thankful that he had the knee brace. I mean, he fights us. He didn't want to play in the knee brace for the last two, three weeks. We forced him to do it. All the scoring in Game 1 of the National League Championship Series was by former Nationals as home runs from Bryce Harper and a Petco Park record 488-footer from Kyle Schwarber propelled the Phillies to a 2-0 win over the Padres in San Diego. And the ALCS opens in Houston Wednesday night with the Yankees facing an Astros squad that won five of seven regular season meetings between the two. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. As always, 217 on your Wednesday morning on WTOP. Top stories we're following for you this early hour. President Biden promising to reinstate federal protections to abortion access if Democrats control enough seats in Congress next year. Polls show, though, that'll be difficult in the House and may not even happen in the Senate. Russian airstrikes have cut power and water supplies this week to hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians. The country's president says nearly a third of Ukraine's power stations have been destroyed just in the past week, causing massive blackouts. Here at home, a 24-year-old Dale City man is accused of killing the four people he lived with on Monday this week. Now David Maine is charged formally with four counts of second-degree murder this morning. Prince William County Police are still working on a motive for the killings. Some of the victims had been shot to death. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Wednesday morning, the middle of your week, October 19th. Glad you're sharing it with us at 218. Traffic and weather at 1 the 8. When it breaks, let's check in now with Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, good morning, Dean. Still working out on the Bay Bridge. The westbound span block for overnight maintenance. Eastbound carries two-way traffic, one lane for each direction of travel. As of late, you get by without delay. Then continuing west on 50 into Annapolis, beginning near Baydale Drive and extending uh, to the beginning of the Severn River Bridge, single file right. Get you by the milling and paving project. Beyond that, nothing else in your way. Head toward the Beltway and Lanham. Eastbound side, they were working near the exit for Davidsonville Road, exit 16. Uh, that exit had been blocked as part of works and haven't gotten an update as of late, but just be aware you may not be able to make the exit there as a result. If you're traveling in Prince George's County and Upper Marlboro, Wood, Woodyard Road, uh, between Rosaryville Road and Dower House Road, they were alternating traffic one direction at a time through the work zone. Doing the same up on Muncaster Mill Road near 28 Norbeck Road in Rockville. Also alternating traffic around the work zone. And for folks on Norbeck Road who want to turn onto Muncaster Mill, uh, flaggers will get you through that. Uh, Baltimore-Washington Parkway northbound. As you approach and pass the interchange for I-195, you've been getting by that work zone single file to left. And 95 northbound approaching the Baltimore Bellway, two left lanes get you by the work zone. The off-ramp to the Adderloop have been closed. On the southbound side approaching the Bellway, also getting by two left lanes uh, past the work zone.
But again, on the southbound side, the exits to both the inner and outer loop are open at this time. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. We've got a cold one out there for this morning, so make sure you bundle up heading out the front door. And maybe you need the the ice scraper as well. Could be some frost in some locations. So they do have a frost advisory around the D.C. metro area and points to the south and east to the west of Washington. You have freeze warnings in effect, so a cold start for sure. Highs in the mid to upper 50s on your Wednesday with sunshine. Thursday, going for high in the upper 50s to low 60s, and that's coming after a very cold start to the day. Friday, a little bit better. High of 64. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. 32 degrees in Manassas, 40. Metro Center. It is 41 degrees in Frederick, Maryland this morning. We've actually gone up a couple of degrees in the last few minutes. This 2 a.m. hour, Wednesday morning on WTLP, now 36 degrees in our nation's capital. This check brought to you by New Look Home Design. The roofing experts call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300 for newlookhomedesign.com. Check them out. The Invasion of Ukraine. Updates and analysis, 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. That's next on WTOP, where the time is 2.20. Good morning. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Caring for atrial fibrillation requires a team of medical specialists working in rhythm to create the best treatment plan for your unique risk factors. At ANOVA, our integrated AFib team works together to provide personalized care that is proven to achieve the best results. We work in sync to make sure your heart beats in regular rhythm. Schedule your AFib consult today at anova.org slash heartbeat. This is WTOP News. Now to the latest of the war. Russian airstrikes cut power and water supplies to hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians, part of what Ukraine's president now calls an expanding Russian campaign to apparently drive the nation into the cold and dark and make peace talks impossible. President Vladimir Zelensky said this week nearly one-third of Ukraine's power stations have now been destroyed just in the past week, causing massive blackouts across the country. This morning, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green with the very latest. A member of Ukraine's parliament messaged me the following. Four hours of attack, now in parliament, singing the national anthem. I asked what kinds of attacks. She said missiles. And it's because of these missiles and swarms of drones that Russia's been sending. Kiev and more than 1,100 towns and villages across Ukraine have been left without power. This is after about 10 or 11 days of Russian strikes that have targeted energy facilities across the country. And according to uh, Ukraine's emergency services director, there are 1,162 settlements in Dnipro, Petrovsk. Kirovograd, Zorodomir, Kharkiv, Donetsk, Zaporizhia, Luhansk, Mikolaev, Kherson, they're all cut off from electricity in some part. So this is what's been going on. Ukraine is facing a very serious situation that's very much akin to what was taking place in the early days of this war. JJ, we've seen through the course of the war that Ukraine has responded strongly to a, a number of significant challenges. How is the country responding to uh, what's been happening this week? They're working very hard to try to shoot down as many of these missiles and drones as they can, and they're working feverishly, lobbying Western governments to send them weapons that can help them do this better, more modern weapons that can help them do this better. They're repairing these downed or damaged power stations and facilities, but the problem is it takes a while 
to do that. And in the meantime, Russia continues to send these swarms of drones at them and firing missiles. Russia's objective in this particular situation seems to be a nuisance, but it really does have a very significant impact on the daily lives of Ukrainians. Does it give Russia an upper hand for an, a considerable period of time until uh, Ukraine can find a way to respond? No, but what Russia's doing is biding its time, doing the best it can until it can do better. Their objective is twofold. They want to knock out as much energy infrastructure as they possibly can to try to force the country to give in. And two, they want to distract Ukraine's military from the very successful offensive that's forced them out of areas that they had taken over. And so what they're trying to do is to force Ukraine to get back on defense. These drone and missile attacks in Kiev and other places that they have been dealing with absorb a lot of time and energy, but it really doesn't do much for Russia's overall objective. What they're really doing is trying to bide their time, and it's just not clear what they're biding time for. With the latest of the war between Russia and Ukraine, WTOP's own national security correspondent J.J. Green had a conversation with Mark and Brennan. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. October is beautiful at Hillwood Estate Museum and Gardens. Come stroll through the 13 acres of formal gardens bursting with fall color. Tour the mansion and be dazzled by the unrivaled collection of decorative art. And don't miss the special exhibition, Grace of Monaco, Princess in Dior. Exploring the glamorous fashion of the legendary Grace Kelly, Princess of Monaco, created by the House of Dior through clothing, accessories, photos, and more. On view now. Plan your visit at hillwoodmuseum.org. This is WTOP News. WTOP News time now 225. Money News, we bring you each half hour at 25 and 55 on WTOP. Let's check in now with Jeff this early morning. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Less than a week after the deal was announced, opposition is building to the planned merger of Kroger and Albertsons. Democratic Senator Amy Klobuchar and Republican Mike Lee will hold a hearing next month on the deal's potential impact on grocery store competition. The combined company would still be the second largest U.S. grocer. That old iPad you've been using for years may finally be due for replacement. Apple has unveiled a new entry-level iPad, the model's first upgrade in five years. High-end users will find a speedier iPad Pro based on the same chip used in recent Mac computers. Couch potatoes are costing the global economy a lot of money. A new report from the World Health Organization says physical inactivity could raise health costs by $302 billion by 2030. The agency is urging governments to encourage more walking, bicycling, sports, and other physical activity. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Obviously not our Jeff Claybaugh, but we will be talking with him throughout the morning here on WTOP. It's 226. Good morning. Here's Cindy Stubner, a futurist and senior director for industry markets and the defense business line at Pegasystems. On the discussion, industry analysis, pushing forward on DOD software modernization. Sponsored by Pegasystems. What we're seeing now with that enabling approach to cloud as a, an element for software and instead of in and of itself really means that acquisition is starting to come together with operations as well. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Pegasystems. You can't predict government change, but you can build for it with Pega. We allow the world.